Greetings one and all, it's your girl Uni from ApolloRoadStory.com. Thank you for tuning into our Anchor podcast channel once more. I hope you are having a wonderful day and if not, I might have something to take your mind off of your daily stress vibes. Um, for this feature, I hope to get you more familiar with Mabel, a 22-year-old songstress hailing from London, Stockholm and Sierra Leone. This R&B pop princess was born as the daughter of legendary singer-songwriter Nene Cherry and Massive Attack Sugar Babes producer Cameron McVeigh, but she is pretty determined to pave her own way in music, something she proved capable with bittersweet songs like Thinking of You and Finders Keepers and her collaborative work with London MC Notes on Fine Line and My Lover, which may or may not remind you of those epic Aaliyah DMX tracks from back in the day. Same, same, but still different. Catch a brand of new Polaroid Story video interview with Mabel, where we discuss touring with Harry Styles, her heritage and upbringing in music, her knack for 90s R&B style songwriting, her love for both Stockholm as London, her musical relationship with Notes, the current rise of UK female artists, when to expect her debut album, and so much more. Enjoy. Hi Mabel. Hi. Um, thank you so much for having us. Thank you for I coming. I really uh, appreciate your time. Thank you. Um, let's get right to it, shall we? Um, for my audience who may not be familiar with you, who are you, where are you from, and what do you do? My name's Mabel. I'm a singer. I make R&B music, pop music. I currently live in London, but I'm Swedish, English, Sierra Leonean. Yeah. An amazing mix. <laughs> Thank um, you. So um, you are currently touring with one of the most popular boys in the world, yes. Harry Freaking Styles. No big deal. No big deal <laughs> at all. Twenty-one dates. You're yes. you're touring with him. So Belgium time. is how many stops? Like this will be my fourth show tonight. Okay. Okay. Um, and I've been away from home like almost a week. Okay. Okay. So uh, and after those 21 days you're going immediately for your headlining tour yeah um so how has it been opening for his audience and as an emerging artist and what have you learned so far from the extensive touring experience um obviously we're at the beginning of the tour so you know so far it's just been like getting used to like sleeping on a bus okay and, you like, sleep you, on a bus yeah i've got tour bus okay um which is actually really nice because, you know, you have one place, it kind of becomes home. Yeah. Rather than, like, flying everywhere and yeah. having to, like, repack all your bags and just getting used to, to that because it's very different, obviously. Being away from home from this long, um, I've spent the last couple of years writing my album and I'm writing in, in London at the moment because uh, I want my first record to be a UK-made album. So, okay. you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time at home over the last couple of years. So, you know, it's, it's different, like, being away this much. The crowds have been really receptive and really beautiful. I think you don't really know when you're doing a support tour, you know, what to expect. <laughs> Obviously, like, the people that are there, you know, they're there to see Harry. But <laughs> so before my first couple of shows, I was like, what, what do I expect? Are people just going to be, like, on their phones? And, <laughs> you know, they're going to hate me. But actually, you know, the, Harry's audience is, like, they're so lovely and really supportive. Receptive? Super receptive, yeah. Yeah, because I always imagine that it's quite hard to introduce songs that 
his audience may or may not yeah, know in know. different yeah. countries and then every time you gotta like give it your all totally so but I think if they love Harry they probably love you as well I think yeah they're like okay Harry likes her we'll, we'll give her a, a go <laughs> it's been great and I figure so um, you are uh, and is there anything that you like learned from Harry so far that you were like looking at him and like mm -hmm. picked up and said oh, okay that's I'm gonna steal that from um, him. He's an incredible performer. He's very relaxed on stage, which, like, you know, and I feel like he just sort of says whatever comes to mind and communicates with his fans the way you would do anybody. And uh, and it's really, you know, it's really nice to see how like chilled he is. Okay. And just like I want to get to a, po a point in my performing where you know I feel that way about getting on stage, which is like, mm -hmm. okay, okay, it's no big deal. Let's go for it. Yeah, exactly. Um. So well, I, I guess when you're coming back in Belgium in April, you're coming back. You'll be more than prepared to kill it. Exactly, I will have done a lot of a lot of shows. Mm -hmm. um, so, listening to your mixtape, Ivy to Roses, your sound reminisces me of the days where soulful R&B was like huge. Uh, you know, the days of Ashanti and Maya and Amy and Brandy, and sometimes even Destiny's Child. Mm -hmm. um, who are the artists that drew you? in growing up and who are the artists that helped find your sound how you make it today yeah definitely like a lot of those people that that you just mentioned i think um my big sister tyson she's seven years older than me and so i was born in the late 90s but she was born in the late 80s so for her like 90s r&b is like what she grew up listening to mm -hmm. and you know i just wanted to be listening to whatever she was listening to i just wanted to like you know, be a part of that because that, that's how it very often is you idolize your siblings, mm -hmm. um, your older siblings. So I think that's why, like, my obsession with 90s R&B is, like, so strong. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely, like, um, Aaliyah, like, Lauren Hill, and then lots of, like, naughty stuff, like, um, the first Justin Timberlake album, I think, was the first record that I actually bought. Really nice um, one. Very good. Justified. So strong. And, uh, and I think, you know, all those records are, like, so timeless. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely. I still listen to them, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a song like this. Um... What are the songs closest to your heart on the Ivy to Roses project? Mm, probably Ivy. Okay, why? Um, it was just like a, a different songwriting experience where like it just came supernaturally and it's about um, family relationships, which like I write a lot about like love and, and you know, relationships that I've been through since I was a teenager. But it was nice writing about like family and I just love what it means and like every time every time I'm here I hear it I just like I think about my family it makes me happy. Okay. Um what is your songwriting process like? Is it like do you have a certain setting or is it doesn't it matter where you write mm -hmm. or do you go like Wyoming like Kanye <laughs> like you know like do you have like a certain um, preferred setting even yeah, or absolutely you know. not? I think that where you are really affects what it is that you're making. So True. I've put a lot of thought into that over the last couple of years, which is why I've made all my music in the UK. You know, I'll probably get to a point in like album two where I'm like, you know, maybe I will want to go to LA and, and write or like, you know, maybe I'll want to like rent a house in Iceland and like, who knows? But mm -hmm. like, you know, I think um, you have to really think about where you're creating things because um, otherwise things don't have like a thread. They're not cohesive. That's correct. Um, so, so that's how I've been thinking about the project that I've been making and, uh, and I have a few studios that I really like to work in and, and I do quite a lot of work at home as well. So for the next album it's going to be London? Well yeah so far that that's what it is and yeah. it, it's been a big part of my sound like my city. Mm -hmm. Yeah definitely you you definitely feel that. Um, 
Finest Keepers is currently your biggest song if we like browse mm-hmm. through Spotify and everything. Uh-huh. It's quite a challenging arrangement. I have I mean, every time I I I can't sing it for shit obviously. <laughs> and uh, I saw you, that you performed it at Jules Holland, which is for me one of the most prestigious music platforms on TV in the yeah, UK. Definitely. Was it nerve-wracking for you to do that that, yeah, that I mean, performance? That was- um, my first ever TV performance. Oh um, my god! <laughs> which was uh, really intense. You know, I think um, I'm. So, I just feel so lucky that I've done it in general. Like it, that's a blessing. It's like you know, it was definitely a dream come true. But yeah, it was my first ever TV performance, and now I'm like, oh, you know, I wish I could do it now that I have even more confidence. But I'm, I'm sure I'll do it again. I'll you'll do it again. you'll do it again. Yeah. Uh, I saw that you had like some notes on your hands. Yeah, that was cute. I was, so like, dumb. rooting for you. Was like, so dumb, so funny. Yeah, I was just so nervous. So in the ad break, I was like, oh, I was like, i got to write. I think that's smart, period. Like, I if mean, you can manager, glance over. My manager was like, you don't need them. You know the words. And she was like, also, is, is it not going to be, like, on the camera? I was like, I don't use my hands. I use my hands so much when I sing. Mm-hmm. It was the worst judgment call ever, but... I thought it was really cool and human. It's good to just, yeah, own up to those things. I just posted on Instagram the day after with yeah. a picture of me, like, I was like, yeah, guys. Yeah, I, I didn't... I was nervous, okay. <laughs> I, I never saw it on your Instagram. I was just doing my research, and I was like, oh, shit, she has lyrics, and you saw it in the comments, and I was like, you go, girl. <laughs> um... At a certain, in a certain interview, you quote, look at how rappers view Mary J. Blige. I want to exist in that rap world the same way she does. Am I wrong? But it feels like you kind of already lived that statement and put it into a song with Fine Line. Yeah, in a way. I guess like what I mean by that is like there's so many women like Lauren Hill and Aaliyah that existed in that that space like without being a rapper, you know, challenging lyrically. Like why can't I say the things that you say? And I definitely did that with Finders Keepers by flipping the concept of like mm-hmm. you know I think there's so many songs where guys are like oh you don't need to chill. Can this not just be like a one time thing? Mm-hmm. Whatever. And I wanted to speak about that as a female. And it's funny because like I know that that song gets those big tough guys and mm-hmm. their feelings. Like this guy drove past me the other day on my road. Mm-hmm. And he was like proper like muscly road man like with his top down in his car like just listening to find his keepers like feeling it and I was like see that's the goal because mm-hmm. I, I want to relate to everybody that way and it yeah I guess like Mary J's an excellent example of that she gets everybody in their feels yeah I think I kind of understood what you're trying to say because back in the day you had Aliyah and DMX you yeah, had exactly. Lopez and Jarul who had that specific sound uh, Mary J. Blige and Method Man have an epic track together. Like, and I definitely see you in certain combinations where you're like, exactly sauce it up a bit. I like that. You know, I'm not a rapper. I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe I will be. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, not a rapper. Just, your vocals are strong enough. But I, I feel like I can exist in that world, and that I deserve respect from all the people that I respect. All the, you know, the respect will come in due time. I'm Thank pretty you. sure. Um, Another amazing track, uh, personally for me, is My Lover, where you team up again with... Is it correct? Because I'm not from the UK. Notes? Notes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, with the E or whatever. Um, <laughs> it kind of really gives me, as I mentioned before, that Jennifer Lopez ain't that funny. It's not the same. It's, it's, it's a different production. Yeah, yeah. But it's still, it still it draws me back to that period. Um, how would you describe your connection with, with Notes? Um, musically yeah you definitely like meet a few people um in a 
in a sort of working lifetime that you just have that with like whether it be producers or other artists where you just collaborate really well and um, I think that's just because we, we get on really well as friends and we just have a great chemistry in general and I knew from the first time I met him I was like okay this is definitely somebody that I want to do more work with and it is nice having somebody that um, you know a friend that's an artist because he obviously understands what it is that I go through and vice versa but then just we have a great what, like writing relationship as well that's nice and I think it is like a super like it's kind of a lost art like that mm-hmm. 90s thing of the like J-Lo's and LL Cool J's Definitely. and the Ashanti's and Ja Rule I'm so and, happy that there's a new generation like doing this where again. it carries on so it's like yeah. longer than just one collaboration like maybe we've written quite a lot of music together like just for us just for fun yeah. um, so you know maybe maybe we'll do some more stuff awesome and how much fun was it to make the fine line video that looked awesome it was literally my highlight of 2017 which is funny because it was like the last week of 2017 that I it shot looked that so video. warm it looked like a hot UK yeah. I was like guys Night. we definitely cannot shoot this video in the UK <laughs> I was like we have to go somewhere warm and, and where amazing. was it so we went to South Africa went to Joburg oh wow yeah we flew to Johannesburg I kind of got that all wrong so yeah it was amazing I was like I need to keep writing these songs where I have to go to all these hot amazing places um that was a huge casting did you just find the people on yeah. in south africa then yeah so That's we amazing. had an amazing team um adrian that shot the video is from joburg which made you know everything so much easier that's why the light is so beautiful in the video yeah. i was wondering yeah, it's, it's definitely not in london that, that, oh. it would have been rainy and depressing if we shot it in london <laughs> yeah. yeah but it has a vibe you it, know? yeah it no, so we vibe. all flew out there we were only there for like three days in and how, the how many days day. did you shoot uh we shot did one day Wow. We did it all in one day, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Really nice video. Thank you. Um, you are raised in quite a musical family. Yeah. Your mother is Nene Cherry, who I portrayed when I started my uh, little platform. She was the second person I really? portrayed. That's so yeah. funny. Years ago, I was at Les Ardennes Festival. I, I, she's on my blog from the very beginning. Uh, I really love your mother. Um, your mother's cousin is Eagle Eye Cherry. Brother. Brother? Yeah. Who also had a huge hit yeah can't forget and then your father is part of massive attack he produced he produced okay. the first album okay but still <laughs> but still it's still massive attack um how was it growing up for you in such a musical family and when did the music bug touch you in such a way that you said like oh, okay my family is doing this but i also want to do this um I think it, you know, when you're a kid, you don't think about your surroundings so much. I was just like, okay, cool, we're in studios, we're on tour buses and stuff, and it wasn't weird at all. Um, and music's always been a part of my life, so I don't know if, when I made that conscious decision, I was like, this is what I'm going to do, but it was definitely something that I always wanted um, to have in my life. And obviously, I've seen firsthand that you can make it a career. Mm-hmm. So um, when I was 18, I was like, I'm just going to put some music out, basically. Mm-hmm. And that was it? Yeah. Okay, good for you. Um... Do you go to your parents for, like, uh, musical advice when it comes to vocals or even production? No, after keep, opinion? We keep family and work super separate, you know. Smart. Um, what I do is very separate from what they do. Obviously, I am because they are, so they have been massive inspirations for me. Not, like, musically that I, like, sit and listen to their records and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make music like this, but, like, just because, I, like I said before, I've seen, you know, what you can do with a with a music career. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super inspiring, but, you know, I can't, I can't help who my parents are. Do you know what I mean? But, no, but we're very, it's very separate. Yeah. And um, do they, are they like worried about you in a certain way? Because the music industry is the music industry and they probably know 
all the goods and all the bad stuff about it. Is there like any advice they gave you, or like careful mm -hmm. there, be careful, or they yeah. just are like let her experience and yeah. learn her lessons on her own? I've got my own first management and put music out, you know, by myself. I've never asked them to open any doors for me, and like in, in that. The way that I did that, I think they respected as well, that they were like, okay, this is her journey, and obviously they've made loads of mistakes, and I have to make my own mistakes as well. True. So, so okay. that's... Um, you've lived a bit everywhere, but you had Stockholm and London as your base, if I'm correct. Um, what do you love most about Stockholm, and what do you love most about London? Mm. Stockholm's great because it's, like, safe and, and small and, like, cute, and I feel like it's given me, like my like sense of order and stuff mm -hmm. and I love that I can speak Swedish it's like fun mm -hmm. for writing lyrics and stuff mm -hmm. like direct translating sayings and stuff is like really really good I think mm -hmm. being bilingual is like a massive asset it's a plus it is definitely a plus <laughs> um I'd say that like I love the the pace of London and like how fast it moves and I love how driven it makes young people like all my friends are just out there like doing stuff and I think it is because like it's a city full of so many people that it makes people from a young age super aware of that like I have to be the best at what I do or somebody else is going to take my place indeed which is the one thing that I think maybe like sometimes I'm like oh you know I'm not sure if I would have had that if I'd just been from Stockholm you know I feel like it gave me it gave me both sides that extra push in the back because you know London is it's a really tough place to live when I first moved back I was like oh this is so stressful and the city mm -hmm. is really crazy and that's what my song um, I have a song called My Boy My Town and mm -hmm. that's what that's about it's about like um, you know how cities change like people and how like I moved back to London thinking okay I'm gonna get back into this like amazing relationship with an ex and mm -hmm. I, I know exactly what this is but mm -hmm. actually oh no London had changed loads and it was completely different and it wasn't what I thought it was at all anymore mm -hmm. um, and and I think you know cities are, are literally like they're the best when it comes to being creative mm -hmm. definitely definitely London is like it's like you say it pushes <clears throat> young people to To hustle for whatever they want mm -hmm. to do and for whatever they inspire. Totally. In Belgium, we have a much smaller pace, slower pace of living. Yeah. It's quite comparable to to Stockholm. Yeah. So youth is just like living yeah. life here more. Exactly, it, which instead is great. of like gotta make it, gotta make it. Which is great because yeah. sometimes you know I need to go to Stockholm and I need to just like breathe and have that like okay. You really fine. Have everything's okay. Best of both worlds. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, the UK is doing amazing right now in music. There's a huge new wave of young artists that are paving the way, ready to dominate the charts of the future. Personally, that's what I think. And the sound that will come with that. And not only men, but so many amazing girls mm -hmm. right now, like Yoria Smith, IMDDB, Ray Black, Lady Lucher, Anna Marie. Do I pronounce that correctly? Yeah. Anne-Marie? Anne-Marie, yeah. Anne -Marie, yeah. yeah. Um, so, girls are definitely winning over in the UK, you including. Uh, you have a pretty dope song with Ray and Steph London uh, called Cigarettes. Absolutely obsessed with Steph London. Love her. Um, can we expect a video with that? <laughs> um, maybe, yeah, maybe. You know, it's difficult. We've got three very different schedules. and Probably. And I'm away for a really long time, but yeah. 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 Uh, I'm rooting for once. So. <laughs> um, I feel like if there's one country right now who could make like a new unity item, uh, anthem or like Lady Marmalade anthem, it's definitely like the UK. Like definitely. there's so many girls that so could many. like... And we're all super supportive of each other, which I think is the best thing. I think it's like such a... 
weird like construct that like men all jump on each other's tracks and they're always like posting each other and bringing each other up and then we're supposed to like compete whereas like actually I feel like we well in the UK definitely like I know all those girls that you mentioned like mm-hmm. and, and we all like you know try and go to each other's shows and and mm-hmm. message each other and you know jump on each other's tracks and, mm-hmm. and you know we sh- that's what we should be doing we should be making songs together and touring together and yeah I totally agree I think it can only make uh female music stronger and definitely in the times that we're living with the Me Too and movement and all those mm-hmm. things it, it's nice when you see a young wave of girls all supporting each other you know that's For why sure. I kind of made a reference with like Lady Marmalade you never had the track anymore like that yeah, where yeah, you had yeah. all girls, Just of girls dominating like a hit so charts yeah. so um, okay well we're almost there uh, 2017 has been a pretty nice build up year for you uh, you even had Brit nomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you wish for yourself in 2018? Um, more big records. Um, obviously, just making the music is the best bit, but then nice having those moments mm-hmm. like when Finders Keepers went top 10 and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was pretty dope. And so, what can we expect? For, can we expect a, a debut album, or mm-hmm. is that too soon? Or? Yeah, no, it's coming. It's coming. I'm not. I'm rushing it because you know I'm young still, and albums have to like mean something more than just being a collection of songs. For me personally, that's yeah. how I feel. So obviously, like I'm living at the same time as I'm writing, and it's about like finding that balance. Um, mm-hmm. I only just turned 22, so like I still feel like I have some stuff to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it, you um, can take your time. Yeah, there's no rush. But yeah, it's coming. So yeah, this year, um, you know the album hopefully um or at the beginning of next year what else just like yeah as many like shows as possible it's used to be my least favorite thing about what I do because I used to be so nervous but now it's my favorite because it's like getting to just see firsthand like what my music does to people and how it makes people feel and knowing like okay so it's different from like looking at stats and being like you have so and so many million plays a month on Mm -hmm. Spotify but it's like you're one of those million people Mm -hmm. you know and connecting with them is, Mm -hmm. is the best so um besides music uh like your musical life what do you what do you do in real life for fun do you you have netflix addiction or (laughs) Um, anything normal it's an interesting question um yeah i don't know i feel like i haven't had any like proper time off in it did you see black panther i did see black panther i'd love to see it again (laughs) i haven't seen it so we can't talk about it no it's so good yeah loved it just like doing normal stuff you know um it's difficult, like, keeping up relationships, like, friendships and love and stuff when you do what I do because I'm so married to what I do that anybody that has the patience to, like, stick around, um, even are rare. though it's pe- busy, is really difficult. Yeah, and I have like, some, like, three, yeah, you know, exactly. you're not constantly in your phone. What are you doing? Where are you hanging? Exactly. Where are you going? What is this party? That's it. It's yeah. so difficult. I have some day one friends that are, like, still around and, like, we'll do things, like, if I have a day off, then, like, we'll just do normal stuff, like, go to the cinema or whatever. But, like, now the main way that we hang out like two of my friends are gonna like come on the tour for a couple of days oh that's fun and then I have like one day off and we'll hang out and like that's kind of the way that and maybe take some time in between cities if there's time in the schedule yeah maybe luckily I love what I do so I don't I don't sit around too much and think oh my god when's my next day off no I get that um Second to last question, um, there are, that's the information I got from the label, uh, there are 500,000 streams in total, like this little glimpse of all the streams that you have, but 500,000 come from Belgium, our tiny little nation. <laughs> um, how important are your fans to you? So important. It's um, It's been really incredible just seeing how, like, 
just little me. I just sit around and I write songs, and then this like incredibly like persistent, diehard group of people just every day like showing me love, sending me messages, telling their friends about me, coming to shows, buying tickets, like making songs big. Like yeah, I had a top ten record, but like I think about what goes behind that, and that's that's all because of these amazing people. <laughs> I love them so much. Like I meeting them and like just you know like getting to know them and I want to know like what do they love and like, do you connect with them on social media or yeah, is that definitely. too much work or is it no, hard definitely yeah I think um there's you know social media has a lot of negative things um because there's no filter and obviously like people can just say whatever they want and I open my phone and it's one click away and then I'm like okay great you hate me and you think I'm really shit but at the same time and I think this like heavily overweighs the negative I have all these positive comments and That's all nice these messages input. from people that I can like you know just contact and talk to firsthand as well yeah and the negative it mostly blows away and then the positive is at least something that you can like yeah stick to your heart and exactly. just have the next there's always a new day if, exactly. like, if there's a bad show or whatever yeah. people forget so quickly exactly. So exactly there's always somebody else who's gonna fuck up exactly. then you have a day off and then a week later it's I'm you again very much very human is what I've realized you know a perfect show or a perfect song or like it's not about it's not about perfection it's not about nothing I mean if you can give like a good rendition of a song and you nail it then I can really root as a fan from something I can really root for for people but you can't like definitely with the singing that you do and many Yori and other girls it's a craft it's a skill it is. and it's something that you have to work on and you girls are all very young and I'm happy that this genre with actual singing is kind of back. It is. So I'm like, sure. give everybody a break. <laughs> Seriously. No, now I'm just Let like, when I do grow. shows and something goes wrong or whatever, I'm just like, sorry guys, you know, I'm just going to do that again because I forgot the lyrics. Yeah, like, do like a dance. People stop. love that. People love that. Yeah. Because, you know, I am human. Because at a certain point, I think it was even Rihanna who said, stop, stop, I'm going to start over. Yeah. I thought I was so ballsy instead of like when you're off key. And then or, just panicking and, and then and, being like... And oh continuing, and, yeah. yeah, just like stop, yeah. say I'm going to do it again. It's it's your fans, that people are there for you. They totally forgive it if you say, I'm sorry, I just, yeah. you know. Anyway, it's got a little bit sidetracked there, I'm sorry. Um, last but not least, my final question. I asked this to... Everybody that I meet, uh, it's a very gimmick question. It's my only stupid questions I have. Okay. Uh, if I say Belgium, what three words pop in your head? And it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. It doesn't matter. I actually just feel really confused about this question. This is like I think this is my first time in Belgium, and I've been here for like eleven hours or something. So, like, a bit more. so if you would split that confusion in three words. It doesn't matter, like your impression's here now. I'm like looking out the window, like, can I answer this question Give tomorrow? me three words okay, and well, next Okay, well, obviously time... chocolate, I feel like everybody says that because I remember my mom going Belgium and then coming home and she'd always bring me chocolate, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say chocolate. Good mom. Um, I mean, from, I literally know nothing about Belgium. You can say gray, it's okay. Okay, I'll say gray, because it looks pretty gray. Is it gray here a lot? Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, I would say that about London as well, and I love London. Yeah, we're kind of okay. similar there. Um, you can add rain as well if you want to. Yeah, let, waffles. Let's, let's. Oh yeah, waffles. Beer. Mm, yeah, no, I'm not interested in the beer. Mm -hmm. But waffles okay. and chocolate. 
Definitely. And grey. And grey. Voila. That's it. And now we're going to take some Polaroid pictures. Let's do that. Thank you so Thank much you. for having uh, us and, and taking a little bit of time. And I wish you all the luck uh, when you come back in Belgium. Thank you. Uh, in April, I'm uh, pretty sure I'm going to kill it for Thank everybody. You. Okay. Voila. That's it. Thank you so much. Cool. So uh, we're very like cut in space. So I'm gonna put you in the back room because there I have a nice tile, yep. and I'm gonna put you in the hallway. I'm gonna uh, take the shots in the hallway. Cool. That's all, folks. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and got to know Mabel a bit up close and personal. Don't forget to hop over to apolaroidstory.com to check out the Polaroids we took together. If you are interested in watching this interview, then I suggest you hop over to the youtube.com slash apolaroidstory channel where you can watch my cozy get together with Mabel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to become a part of our APS army. Thank you very much. Before I leave you guys, I want to highlight the apolaroidstory.com Patreon account. I don't know if you guys know this, but apolaroidstory.com is a non-profit platform run by me and a bunch of music love and volunteers. We want to bring you more quality content, and for that, we could really use your help. You can support us with as little as $1 or euro a month via our Patreon account. With your contributions, we can buy better equipment, produce our content quicker, travel more for our Features, pay editors to get the content out quicker, etc. Don't worry, there is plenty of cool stuff for you guys in it as well. Head over to patreon.com slash apolaroidstory to find out how your dollar or euro can make a difference in our content. Um, if you are interested in what I do and you want to stay in the loop via other social media channels, you can follow my work on Instagram via at apolaroidstory. That's one word. If you love to check out the apolaroidstory video interview, Views, then you can subscribe to youtube.com slash a Polaroid story. I hope to catch you guys there as well. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting my work by following or subscribing or applauding. I do appreciate the love. Um, last but not least, if you have any questions, requests, or feedback, the Anchor app allows you to call in and drop me a message. So if you want to share something with me, do so. So um, what's up next on a Polaroidstory.com? Since you guys stuck it through here, I'm going to give you a little hint of what um, I have popping. My next interview may or may not be with Dreamville's latest signee. And I'll leave it with that. So um, catch you later and have a blessed day, I guess. Bye.